Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's Super Bowl week. It's Super Bowl week. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Meteor Row. All right, it is Wolf and Luke on a Friday morning, the final show for us from uh, Media Row. Media Row coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. Wolf, we are eight seconds into the show, and I think I broke my headphones, so let's do this. That is awesome right now. Just a little tip if you're coming down here to the convention center, of course. You're coming down here to Media Row right now, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to get a little Starbucks, and that's not Paola, ladies and gentlemen. You may want to go right now. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. You may want to get up there right now, because they do have one here on site, but oh my goodness, is it jammed up. A little tip from your Uncle Ron. Luke? Uh, tense moments before the show. We got up there, I don't know, like 9.30-ish. Pat McAfee <laughs> was walking out, and he's like, that's some line. And uh, we got in, the line wasn't, you know, it was it was pretty, you know, it was expected. There's a lot of people here. It seemed okay. And at one point, Wolf and I looked at each other, and we're like, neither one of us is down there, and it's 9.54. So <laughs> <laughs> we had to call for reinforcements. Uh, but here well, we you are. you can feel it, though, can you not? Do you yeah. feel the vibe? Suddenly, here it is. It's Friday. A lot of people are talking about how, you know what, it's going to be not as busy on a Friday as most people would think. I don't know about that yet. We'll wait for a couple of hours before we'll make that determination right now. I know getting here was a lot easier today. It was a lot easier in that regard. But you can feel it, can you not, right now? Oh, my goodness. The entire basin can feel what is going on right now. The vibe, the Super Bowl 57 vibe is starting is starting to take over in the smoke in the wake of KD I I would argue I think most uh, most native Phoenicians right now would agree traffic on Friday seems to be a lot lighter lately anyway whatever that is it seems like traffic Monday through Thursday is just through the roof but on Fridays it's lighter so I don't know three-day weekend three-day weekend <laughs> maybe that's the everybody's new policy after 2020 and that's like well, we're the I French approve. we're turning into the French right now with the four-day work week is that it, it is that what feel like going that on? it doesn't feel like well, you know what? I, I don't know if I do well in the four week, you know, four day work week. I don't know if I do well there if I did that four days and then three days off. I don't know about that. Would one. you do four on three off? Because I, I think I would do two on one off, two on two off. <laughs> really break it up like a best of seven series. Yeah, I don't know about that. I just don't think that's good for me. Idle time is not good time. <laughs> uh, all right, so we are going to get into basketball here right out of the gate. But you're right, we're going to do a lot more Super Bowl today because not that that's been completely lost in the shuffle, but it was obviously overshadowed yesterday. And yet we are out here at Media Row, and the Super Bowl is just down the street uh, in two days. Let's start with the Suns, though, Wolf. Last night, uh, 116-107 to loss to Atlanta. I'm going to give everybody a free pass on that game. It was a weird vibe anyway, and you didn't have any players. DeAndre Ayton erupted for two rebounds. That wasn't ideal. But, again, I'm giving everybody a free pass on last night. Totally game. agree. He should never be below eight and a half rebounds again this season, even if he fouls out in the first two minutes. But last night, I'll accept it. Especially because you know how tight Mikael Bridges was, in particular, with D.A., DeAndre Ayton, and their relationship right there, which a lot of people were making a big deal when Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, remember they were jawing at each other, they had a problem right there, and Monty Williams got involved during a game on the sideline, at the bench era, got involved in it. You know, to me, again, that, that that meant nothing to me whatsoever. Um... Yeah, you know what's uh, when you compete at the highest level our species can generate. Guess what happens? 
you, you start yelling. <laughs> you start getting emotionally attached, emotionally involved, and you start yelling sometimes when things aren't going your way or you've got some type of dispute. It happens all the time in life, of course, but especially when you're out there and the blood is on the boil. So last night's a loss. They play again tonight, actually, and it's still going to be a very shorthanded team. We'll talk to Kevin Ray in a little bit. we got a busy show. We're going to talk to Dave Pash. We're going to talk to Jerry Colangelo very soon, very early in the show. We still have to give away. Uh, we have to qualify somebody else for Super Bowl tickets. Um, this is going to be a 1 in 15 chance if you're one of the qualifiers that you're going to the Super Bowl on Sunday. That'll happen later on That's huge. today. Yeah. Say that again. 1 in 15. 1 in 15 Not chance you're going to the Super Bowl. 1 in 150. No, and you're getting other stuff, too. You're, and I'll, I'll go through that again a little bit later on in the show when we when we qualify somebody. AQ Shipley's going to join us later on in the show. Uh, Akbar Gabajabiamila will join us as well. we got a lot going on today, but... Um, you said that so well. you got to say it I fast. Mean, that was, uh, you got to say it fast. You just, uh, you know what, I just, can I just say Akbar? Is that it? You, I think you can. His, yeah. his brother goes by KGB. Okay. That's, that's, right. that's easier, but... Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just got to say it quickly and confidently, and people will be like, oh, that guy okay. must know what he's saying. Well, you, you do. You, you pulled it off, too. Let's see if I can pull it off when he's here looking at me. But yeah, uh, right. the, the I other, say no right now. The, <laughs> thanks, thanks for your Since confidence. we're wagering, oh, it's all over the place. Oh, yeah, we're doing prop bets later There's on in the show today, prop too. prop bets all over the place. Um, Mikael Bridges was at the game last night. He he spoke during the, They went up and interviewed him in the in the crowd. And I don't know if we have the audio. Oh, we do have the audio. Okay, so I don't have to describe it. Here it is. What's it like when you're included in a package for a guy that, like Kevin Durant? He's kind of, he's kind of just like look at him like yeah like I get it you know like I get it like oh see my language but that's right LeBron did worse a couple of nights ago. Yeah, look, Wolf, I, before I saw that, my thought was, okay, we come in here today, it's been 24 hours since most people found out about the trade, you know, 26, 27, it's been about 36 hours since the trade. Um, how does everybody feel now? Uh, not about what the Suns got. And I don't think anybody has a problem with what the Suns got. You got Kevin Durant. How do people feel about what you had to give up? And driving home yesterday, I'm like, you know, the Suns really kind of, it's not like they sold their soul because that has a really bad connotation, but they gave up up the heart and soul of their team. It's not the same team. It's like the whole team was forced to grow up yesterday. Well, here's the whole thing. The Cal Bridges, when I think of the Phoenix Suns and I think of the culture of the Phoenix Suns last season, I- I'm sorry. I know everyone looks at D-Book and rightfully so. He is the supreme leader, if you will, of this team. There's no denying that. He is the superstar of this team, Devin Booker. But for me, once again, the guy that actually became, if you will, the Phoenix Suns and their culture was Mikal Bridges. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because he was good offensively and he was good defensively. And offensively, he was the player that could do anything. He could shoot the three. He could put the ball on the floor and take it to the rack. We saw him do that from time to time. The pull-up, the mid-range game, he could do it all. And then defensively, there wasn't a better defender for my money in the NBA. And there wasn't a better defender in the NBA, let alone on the Phoenix Suns team. What was the Phoenix Suns culture. What was a big part of their culture last year? In a season where they won 64 games, it was about defense. It was about not only being capable as a scorer offensively, but also defensively being locked down, especially in the fourth quarter when it mattered the most. Mikel Bridges embodied all of that for me. And that's why losing that culture right now 
was very, very tough yesterday. But being a former professional athlete today, it's what happens. Move on. Yeah, it, it is. It's just, I think, for the fan base, and I'm kind of in this, too. Like, it, it sucks. Now, it sucked watching the Suns without Mikel Bridges last night. Now, the problem is you don't get a return. we we got to wait weeks before we see Kevin Durant actually play. That would make it a lot easier. But, like, when the Nets tweeted out their picture of Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges in their uniforms, it's like, no, you can't. Don't do that. That's not allowed, although I guess it is. They just traded Kevin Durant for those guys. We were trying to come up with analogies before the show, and the, the best sports one I could come up with was it's like the Cardinals just traded for Josh Allen, but they had to trade Buda Baker to get him. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess I have to do You're so that. proud of that analogy right there, right? You well, are. because that all my other one. ones kept getting shot down. <laughs> all my all my non-sports ones were getting shot down. But that's that's kind of what it is. Like, it's a trade that I understand that you got better, but it doesn't feel like the Suns right now. It's going to take a while before this feels like the Phoenix Suns. I felt like I was watching a completely different team last night. Well, it's been a long time. How many games, Macau Bridge? has played consecutively every game for every four and a half game years plus every and game in years. Villanova and all of a sudden Macau Bridges is not there yeah yeah, and lost, a big deal. lost in the shuffle too, uh, Cam Johnson. Cam we'll Johnson. Into that too. Like totally. It, it can't, everybody, totally. totally. Everybody misses Cam too. I just feel like we haven't really talked about that yet. Um, all right, we come back. Phoenix Suns just acquired superstar Kevin Durant from the Nets. We're giving you the chance to be the first to get his Suns jersey. Text KD to 620-620 and register to win a Phoenix Suns Kevin Durant jersey. That's KD to 620-620. All right, now when we come back, what does Jerry Colangelo think about the Kevin Durant trade? We're going to ask the godfather of Valley Sports. He will join us. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center in Media Row. Welcome back to uh, to Media Row. Media Row coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. Wolf, there's a buzz that we get to have this next guest join us on the Arizona Sports Line. The godfather of Valley Sports, Jerry Colangelo. The perfect guy to talk to today. Jerry, thank you for the time. How are you doing? Fine. Well, thank you very much for having me. And, uh uh, Mr. Wolfley, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you over the weekend, I think in a couple of other places around the Super Bowl. <laughs> Jerry, you know, it, it is a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining us right now. What are you doing, Jerry? What are you doing right now? Could you bring me up to speed on what exactly fills your days? Uh, very specifically, I'm sitting in my chair in my office speaking to you. That's number one. Uh, you know, my time has been... Uh, kind of spread throughout a couple of major things. Uh, This past week, it's the preparation for the next class candidates for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. You know, I'm chairman of that and have been for some time. And uh, this coming week at the All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake, I'll be there for the actual uh, press conference to announce who the class is. And then we get ready for the induction ceremonies in uh, in August. Uh, that takes part of my time. Obviously, my very close association with GCU, uh, the basketball program, uh, the business school, which was named in my honor on campus. And I really enjoy being around young people imparting stories you know but my line with many of the young people is basically 
I can't remember facts, but I can tell you a lot of stories. So just listen. <laughs> and you'll learn something. Um, so GCU is a big part of my day. And, and, of course, I've been in the real estate business for a long, long time. And we've been very, very active around the country. And uh, and recently sold a, a major, major um, 37,000 acres of land in Buckeye to Howard Hughes Corporation about a year and a half ago. Um, so once the water starts flowing again, we'll be fine, and there'll be a new city of 300,000 people out there. Well, we're talking to Jerry Colangelo. Jerry, we, we got to ask you, you know, you are famous for the, the Charles Barkley trade, among a million other things, but you're the one that was willing to pull off a trade that big, and now when you see the Suns make the move they just made a couple days ago for Kevin Durant, your perspective matters to me on this more than pretty much anybody's. What do you think when you see a trade like that? Well, first of all, um, before the actual announcement met, Ishbia reached out to me. He wanted to make contact. We had a great meeting. I got to know him somewhat. He wanted to engage me as a mentor, quite honestly. And uh, and then his brother, uh, Justin, who will be part of that front office team in ownership. Um, I'm very impressed with these two young guys. I really am. I think it's a breath of fresh air. I think the fans in, in Phoenix are, are going to be well served under this new leadership. And so, you know, they're, they're hungry to be successful. They are successful in the mortgage business, uh, but their plan is to be here for decades. This is not, you know, trying to raise some cash, excuse me, raise value and get out as soon as the, it hits a certain number. No, they're here because they, they believe in the marketplace. They believe in the NBA and they believe they have the ability to get something done. And basically, that was my attitude back when, uh, believing in the league, the community, the, the market. In your own ability to get something done worthwhile. So I'm very, very excited about the, the new regime and not surprised at the trade that took place. Kevin Durant has had an interest in Phoenix for a while. Uh, some of that was public, you know, over the last year, year and a half. Um, and I think Brooklyn, you know, had a plan and then blew it up, you know, in terms of their personnel. And so this is like the last uh, major piece, um, moving Durant and getting some young players and a, and a ton of draft picks fits their portfolio. As far as the Suns are concerned, um, they are, you know, because of the age of a few people, gave up young players, but in Durant gives them the, the uh, another major, major piece to compete for, for the championship as soon as this year, if they're healthy. With Booker and Chris Paul and Eaton and Kevin Durant, if healthy, um, that's a pretty, pretty impressive team. And they have a lot of role players to go along with that. So I think the rest of the season could be um, very, very exciting in terms of after the, after the All-Star break, and hopefully Durant will be back at that time. Um, but this is all about the playoffs this year, yeah. because once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. And um, 
I've watched and listened to how the experts around the country have looked at the acquisition and almost to a person, to a man, to a woman, uh, they think the Suns did a great deal and I concur with that. You know, Jerry, it makes me think of when you brought Randy Johnson to the Arizona Diamondbacks, of course. Do you see any parallels between Randy Johnson and Kevin Durant in the moves that have been made? Um, yeah, you can, you can force the issue a little bit and make comparisons. Uh, Randy, as you know, was, was a very good pitcher at the time, one of the tops in baseball. But the expert said that he was nearing his last run, if you will, and to invest the kind of money I was willing to invest in him and commit to a long-term deal was foolish. Well, it was so foolish that he won four Cy Young Awards and we won a, we won a World Series. So, you know, with Kevin Durant, he's already won a championship. Uh, I'm close to him because of my time with USA Basketball and he, he participating in one world championship and three Olympics for me. Um, I have great respect for him. He's He just loves the game, and he comes to play every single night. No distractions. Um, he's just, uh, as some people like to say, he's a real baller, if you will. Well, we're talking to Jerry Colangelo. Jerry, you having that uh, that connection with KD and 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 you having the uh, given the sign off on Matt Ishbia, I think means a lot to Phoenix Suns fans right now because as much as everybody's excited about Kevin Durant, it's a, it's a totally looking different looking team than it was just a few days ago. In your experience, how long does it take to make if you make a trade this big mid season for your team to kind of turn back into a team? You know, it's it's natural to, to say it will take time. It will take time. And that's true. But it depends on the people. Um, you know, Booker has been dealing with injuries. We've got to get him healthy. And he's got to stay on the court for an extended period, period of time without further injury. Chris Paul has to stay healthy. Uh, people are saying he only has a couple of years left. I don't know. You know, I, I've known Chris, and he's been involved with me in USA Basketball since he was 19. And so, yeah, he's always overcome a lot of obstacles. And if he's on his game and Booker's healthy and Durant is healthy, and it's, it's going to take care of itself. So people need to be a little bit patient. That's why I said a few minutes ago, um, time heals. And it may take us until getting to the playoffs to be healthy. I don't know that. Uh, Hopefully it's sooner. Uh, But really, make the playoffs, get in there and compete, and we'll compete with anyone. Jerry, where are you now? Carmel? You hanging out in Carmel? Do you need the pool? Clear? No, I'm in I'm Phoenix. Well, come on. <laughs> you're, okay, you're here? Okay, well, I I'm didn't know. Be, I'll be uh, on the uh, at the AIA breakfast tomorrow morning. Okay. I have a responsibility <laughs> there. I'm going to be at the flag football celebrity game out at GCU later in the morning. You know, I'm just doing my, my part. <laughs> Yeah, you're busy. Okay, you know, I was going to send Luke over to Carmel to go ahead and clean the pool if you need that. Let me know, okay? <laughs> Jerry, thanks a lot, uh-huh. man. We, we really appreciate right, the time. Guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Take care.
All right. That's, uh, that's Jerry Colangelo joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. How about that? 83. Ma- Matt Ishbia calls him for advice. How refreshing is that? So cool. Based on, you know. And just wise. It, very just smart. wise to do that, isn't it? And I think it shows perspective for a guy that's not from Phoenix, Matt Ishbia, that he gets what this market's about. You want to endear yourself to this market, yeah, go ahead and trade for Kevin Durant. That's, that's obviously great. But seek the wisdom of Jerry Colangelo if you want to be you know quickly accepted Smart. in this uh, in this market and he did that we didn't even ask Jerry Jerry volunteered that uh, information himself thanks to Jerry Colangelo for joining the show Texas your thoughts the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now we come back Sean Payton has responded to Terry Bradshaw's comments on what he thinks of Kyler Murray so what does it all mean we'll get into that next it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports the local sports leader Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. Media Row coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. It is Wolf and Luke. Andy Reid just walked by. Wolf, how about that last... Uh, we'll get back into the Colangelo stuff later, but how about the fact that he, he brought up his connection with Kevin Durant, obviously with USA Basketball, and the fact that Matt Ishbia called him before making the trade. I mean, we, yeah. have, we have seen... Let's see, how can I word this the right way? <laughs> I'll just say this. It's smart, if you're Matt Ishbia, to not only get the advice of a guy who knows what Jerry Colangelo knows, but you, you could not uh, you know, introduce yourself to a, the city of Phoenix any better <laughs> than by making a connection with Jerry Colangelo instead of trying to distance yourself from him as others maybe have done. Yeah, well, it's just wise, isn't it, to go ahead and reach out to the godfather of Phoenix, Jerry Colangelo. That's what he did right there, and and I says a lot about it. It says a lot about Matt Ishbia, but i got to correct you. That wasn't Andy Reid, of course. That was a TikTok Andy Reid guy. No, it wasn't real Andy Reid? It wasn't the real Andy Reid. Uh, no. There's a TikTok Andy Reid? There, there's a guy that just walks around and acts like he's Andy Reid. And, he you know, that's what's, little, Well, I could only see from the back. Yeah, so. well, that's what's happening here today. This is exactly what you're going to see. You're going to see people walking around impersonating a lot of people as well. It's what comes with Super Bowl week, of course, especially Media Row here on a Friday. And, you know, there were a lot of people talking about how it really calms down on a Friday. I don't know about that, Luke. I'm looking around down. Yeah, I'm looking around it. It doesn't seem like it has calmed down at all. uh, First of all, it makes me feel better because I would think Andy Reid has a job to do with the Super Bowl two days away. So I was kind of wondering why everybody was saying it was Andy Reid. It it looks like Andy Reid. It does. The guy looks like Andy Reid. But um, he's walking around in the Kansas City. He's got his full coaching gear on. Is it Jared Carlin? Yeah. No, it's not. But it's something Jared Carlin would. Do. Okay. <laughs> if Jared had the energy to do it, he would do that. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, speaking of coaching in the NFL, now we we had the audio earlier of the week. Terry Bradshaw essentially saying that uh, that Sean Payton didn't come here because he didn't want to coach Kyler Murray. Although he also said he didn't really want to coach um, Russell Wilson either. Uh, now we have. At first, let's let's play that. This is Terry Bradshaw uh, on Tuesday. Uh, we would talk and hear talk and talk and talk, and was a. I'd say, well, you can't go to Charlotte. Yeah, that's it. NFC South. Uh, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback down there. You don't want to be in Houston. Uh, where else could he have gone? Where, where? Arizona. Arizona, no, mm. no, that quarterback. You don't want to work with that yeah. quarterback. Would he better work with us? Uh, I don't think so, but. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? That's all he's got. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got no choice. But I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. He'll get the most out of him. So that was Terry on Tuesday. That was that was Terry Tuesday right there. Okay? That was Terry Tuesday just yeah. firing shots over the ball of Sean Payton. With cameras rolling, too, I, I should point out, that wasn't like somebody sneaking up with a phone and being like, hey, these two are talking and they think they're off the record. No, <laughs> Terry knew there was cameras right there. So this is Sean Payton on uh, Up and Adams yesterday and uh, a few different cuts, but he said Kyler is talented. I like Kyler Murray. My, my son is his biggest fan. After the interview, my son sent me a, a combination, like all his high school throws, college throws. I, I think um, the other day, Terry Bradshaw was interviewed. And so I love Terry. Like he's been that group that I work with has been amazing. I can tell you love them. But when Terry gets interviewed, like you just go. <gasps> You hold your breath. Okay. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to come out. So, there's that. <laughs> and, boy, was that true. And that is a true statement by Sean Payton right there. I know that to be true because my older brother, Craig, of course, has told me many times with Brad, uh, he played with Terry Bradshaw. And even back then when he was playing with Terry Bradshaw, Brad had a tendency um, to say a lot of things that <laughs> would come right from the shoulder, if you know what I mean. And um, loose lips sink, sink ships. Wait, I don't know why I can talk. Loose lips, shank. No, see, this is. I can't believe I just did that. You should, you should uh, I can't believe I just did that. Loose lips, sink ships, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Hell that's the old saying that doing. goes on out there. Um, and that is Terry Bradshaw. Uh, here, here's more from Sean Payton on the Up and Adams show yesterday. Uh, he said he uh, he likes Kyler Murray, and you hold your breath when Terry Bradshaw. No, you don't. That that cuts in there. You do hold your breath when Terry Bradshaw talks, but that cuts part of the other cut. Uh, he said he spoke with Terry Bradshaw about that interview as well. I think from Terry's perspective, I know that he would have felt better if I was coming back to Fox, and so there wasn't going to be anyone good enough in his eyes for me. He was going to look at it like, he's not going there, he's not going to go there, he's not going there, and I saw him last night, and I'm, and I'm like, Terry, <laughs> I appreciate the kind words, but and I appreciate you waiting till after my press conference to completely blow this story up. <laughs> It's just, the, the, there, there you have it. It is the relationship that they have, but it's also the violation to me. It's one of the things that bothers me about this story is the fact that uh, Sean Payton, of course, and Terry Bradshaw are friends. They are close. It's kind of like a locker room situation. It reminds me of what it was like to be in the locker room with teammates once again. And the one thing you're never going to do is put your teammate in a tough position. I'm not talking about lying. You don't lie to anybody ever. My young crunk brothers, you never do that. You never lie. You just don't put your teammate in a tough situation. And when he's in a tough situation, you have his back. You support him. Um, this reminded me of all of that once again. The locker room and how important it was to keep whatever happened inside the locker room inside the locker room. And it feels like Terry Bradshaw may have actually violated a trust right there yeah. by revealing some of the things he did. He put himself, he put he put Sean Payton rather in a tough position, and it wasn't it wasn't a, a situation where Terry was being grilled, right? I mean, we, we saw the interview. It's not like he was like being interrogated, and he's like, well, know. actually, the Sean Payton maybe doesn't like him that much. Do we have the other audio cut? Okay, this is uh, Sean Payton saying he does like Kyler. 
to Murray, but you hold your breath when Terry Bradshaw talks. We don't have that cut. We have, we have the one Kyler's talented, and the Cards and Broncos face similar right, challenges. Well, that's, that's, that's fine. The, the point is, you know what, we're, we're going to hit break here anyway. I, I think the loose lips sinks ships. Yeah. I think that really messed us up. <laughs> I, I, I mean, honestly. This, can I, can this I apologize for that right now? Radio ever. <laughs> can I apologize for that right now? I, I, I'm in your head, Luke. No, you're, I, I'm looking at three cuts of Sean Payton, but we only have two cuts of Sean Payton. But well, we have is, the three now. Uh, well, either way, the point is... That Sean Payton, does this make you feel better from the Cardinals' perspective? That Sean Payton is saying he didn't take, not take this job because of Kyler Murray. That was the whole point of this conversation. That's awesome. And now we're going to break anyway, so it doesn't even uh, ultimately matter. Okay, the Phoenix Suns just acquired Kevin Durant from the Nets, in case you missed that. Uh, we're giving you the chance to be the first to get his son's jersey. Just text KD. It's very simple. Two letters. Text KD to 620-620 and register to win a Phoenix Suns Kevin Durant jersey. That's KD to 620-620. When we come back, are the Suns title favorites after landing Kevin Durant? You know who we're going to ask? We're going to ask the voice of the Cardinals. Nice. Safe Pash joins us next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. Hi, welcome back. To Media Road is Wolf and Luke here on a Friday morning. Media Road coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. Wolf, we're going to talk Suns, and we're going to bring on the voice of the Cardinals to do it. But it's Dave Pash. He's really kind of the voice of everything at this point, basketball and football. And he joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Dave, how's it going? Thank you for the time. You got it. What's going on, fellas? Uh, well, we are surrounded by football people, and we are still freaking out that the Suns have Kevin Durant. So let's start there. I remember just kind of having conversations with you all the way back at Cardinals training camp of how wild it would be if the Suns could somehow go out and get Kevin Durant. They got him. They gave up a lot to get him, but they, they did get him. So what was your reaction? Well, it's a dream come true if you're a Suns fan because you acquired one of the greatest players of all time, one of the hardest working players in the NBA. And yes, you gave up draft picks, but draft picks are not how you build a championship team in the NBA anymore. You build with free agents and trades. And with a healthy Devin Booker and a healthy Kevin Durant, you might have the best one-two punch in the league uh, in terms of scoring. You have Chris Paul now in a situation where he doesn't have to be that third option. I still think you have some guys that can help you off the bench. Assuming that KD is healthy, he uh, was playing. I had one of his games. I'm actually in New Orleans tonight where I was uh, for his game right before he got hurt. Uh, And at that point, this was early January, he was playing like an MVP. So assuming he's back to health, uh, they're the team to beat in the West and maybe the NBA. Wow, that's saying an awful lot right there, David. No doubt about it. Um, can I ask you this? I know you, you don't. I, I know you've been around KD a little bit, and you've talked to some people that actually know him. What is he like as a person, David? Well, hi, look, I've been covering Kevin Durant since the year he was at Texas. I remember doing a bunch of his games when he was there and obviously have been calling NBA since then as well. So I uh, remember when he came into the league and, you know, talked to a lot of people around him, um, got to know him when he was in Oklahoma City. 
I think, you know, and I think at Golden State, uh, towards the end, you know, I don't think that he left on the best terms, but, you know, there was some friction there, I think, obviously with him and Draymond Green. You're not going to have that with the Suns. You're, you, you know, there aren't, there, there isn't, you don't have controversy on that roster. Mm. Um, so, you know, whatever controversy there was at, you know, the end of last season of the playoffs with how things ended, um, you know, that that's so far in the rearview mirror because it's a different team. You're, you're going to get a guy, I mean, he works as hard as anybody and he brings it and he wants to win. So, you know, I remember, Wolf, you thought as we were talking a conversation, I think you were a little concerned about the drama. Yeah. I really think it's overrated. I, I don't think there's much. I mean, there's a little bit with every superstar, but I think it's very limited with him. And his, his greatness as a offensive player and a winner supersedes any drama, um, which, again, I think is minimal with him. You know, David, can I just explain myself on that one, too? Because I have changed my mind on that. But going into this season, I wanted to see the, the culture of the Phoenix Suns once again. I love the Suns. I love Mikael Bridges. I love Cam Johnson. I felt like you'd have to include those guys in a KD deal. That ultimately is exactly what happened there. But to me, I love the culture so much, I wanted to give that a second shot this year. And I thought KD, with some of the drama, would ruin that. But you know what, David? After watching the Phoenix Suns this year, there was something that was different. I don't know what it was. I can't really put my finger on it. I think they'd be the first ones to tell you the same thing. But they look different. And because of that, I felt like something big had to happen. This is that big that I think had to happen right now. But watching the Phoenix Suns yourself, did you notice something different about this team? Yeah, they weren't good enough. They needed more offense. And uh, I, th- I think that was clear. Um, even when Book was healthy early in the year, you know, Chris Paul, uh, just expecting him at his age to do what he you know, did prior to the postseason last year and just expecting it night after night, I, I think that was a big ask. Um, and I know they wanted Mikel Bridges to grow as an offensive player. I'm sure they didn't want to trade him, but they had to uh, to get this deal done. Right. So I, I just don't think that they were good enough offensively. They had to make a move. Um, this is more as a Suns fan, you know, if you're a Suns fan out there, this is, you know, more than you could ask for. Um I mean, the, the fact that you didn't have to give up Chris Paul, you had to, it was probably going to be one of the two you had to give up in the deal. Um, you, know, you, you lose, obviously, an elite defensive player in Mikel Bridges. Um, I, I still think there's room for him to grow offensively, but I think for the most part, you know what you're getting there offensively. I think the same with Cam Johnson. This gets you over the top, and it may not get you, you know, in four years, uh, you know, Kevin Durant's going to be 38. I mean, who knows if he can keep playing, but it gives you a chance to win a championship this year and a chance to win a championship next year and in the NBA that's all that matters yeah 
We're talking to Dave Pash. Uh, Dave, I know Suns fans are, are wrestling with the idea of losing Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges because those, especially Mikel, is like an all-time fan favorite here, and he was really good and getting better. But you know, to your point, this isn't 2K. Like you don't just trade your leftovers and get Kevin Durant back if you can make the salaries match. You you were gonna have to give up something big. They did that. I would argue the picks almost don't even matter. But how long do you think yeah. now that we can expect before this team starts to look like an actual team? Because last night, I'm guessing tonight, it kind of felt like you were watching. It was very. It was like an out of body experience for Suns fans watching a team that didn't even look like they were the Suns. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all about when KD comes back. You know, I've got them on my schedule. A um, couple of ABC games uh, in late February, early March. I think we're all hoping he's playing. <laughs> One of those is against <laughs> Dallas, so we're really hoping he's playing. Um, you know, uh, again, when he comes back, you're, you've got your team. You know, campaign, too. Um, yeah, I, I think he's an important player. Uh, for for them um, when healthy, uh, and I think you know I think once Kevin Durant is playing, and again he's got you know you've got championship experience. Chris Paul brings a ton of credibility to the organization when when that move was made. This move is different because he's got the rings. You know, Golden State does does not win those championships without Kevin Durant, and. You know, he's got that, and he's got the work ethic that goes with it. He's going to hold guys accountable like Chris Paul does and Devin Booker does. I think it was the perfect move for the Suns to win a championship. David, were you surprised at all that DeAndre Ayton was not uh, moved at the trade deadline? I mean, this is something that you've actually talked to us about in the past, Some, some rumors that were out there, scenarios. Were you surprised? No, I wasn't. I think when they, you know, made the decision last year uh, to, you know, to sign him and not let him leave uh, for Indiana, uh, I know there were a lot of people that were kind of curious about what would happen at the deadline this year, uh, you know, when he, you could trade him, even though they signed him to that contract. I was not surprised. I think they need the Andre Ayton. Um, I, I really do. And I think this move helps him uh, because, you know, the lane is, there's a little bit more space in there. And Kevin Durant's a really good passer, too. Uh, I, I think this move, getting Kevin Durant, makes DeAndre Ayton better. They need his rebounding in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, again, it, it, it it's less pressure on him to score. It's less in, – in the playoffs, in closing situations, you've got two closers now, two elite closers in Booker and Durant. And if you need Chris Paul or DeAndre to make a big shot, they're there to do that. They can, but they don't have to. And I think that's, that's again, why this move was so big yeah. for the Suns. Dave, great stuff Thank as you, always. David. Good time to talk to you after a, an incredible trade like that. Thank you for the time. All right, fellas. Thank you, David. Yep, you too. That's Dave Pass joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. Boy, that that really kind of sums it up, right? If you're DA at this point, or if you're Monty Williams talking to DA, DA, we just need you. Look, score sometimes. Yeah. 
on the off chance Kevin Durant or Devin Booker misses a shot, just get the rebound, pass it to the other one, because that guy's open. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty good setup right now. I love that, Dave. Do you think they had to? Yeah, they weren't good enough. <laughs> How about that right Dave there? Dave Pash not messing Dave around. Pash. close to the Super Bowl. He's running out of time to do love that. Love it. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, when we come back, who's going to win the Super Bowl? We'll bring you our bold predictions next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.